Welcome to episode 41 of Corner of Hunter and George, Peterborough's art and cultural podcast. So I'm holding our new baby puppy here, Wallace, born just November 20th. It's a she, don't say otherwise. Uh, This episode I've been meaning to do for several months now, and I can think of a number of excuses why it hadn't happened before. But anyway, it's happened now. Just this week, I finally had my opportunity. It is one of my The Only episodes, meaning in person at The Only, which really I should have a separate playlist for. I've I've done a few now, but anyway, what it lacks in sound, it does make up for in spirit. Well, I personally have always loved electronic music. Went to Mutech, Montreal, not for the first time in 2022. But foolishly thought, as someone who's lived in Peterborough in the COVID period only, that it was not next to non-existent, even before then. Just think culturally. In a city of 80,000, you know, what is there? Well, my two guests today, Ryan McLean-Purden and M. Minthorn, have opened my eyes. Ryan and M host a ton of beats on Trent Radio, one of our great programs, currently on on Fridays at 8. Ryan, or RMP to SoundCloud, is, quote, a sound system-inspired multi-genre DJ and aspiring producer. M, or Molly Millions, is her own accomplished DJ. In the interview at The Only, we discuss, among other things, their radio show, the club scene in Peterborough, upcoming Autonomy Beats radio events that I suggest you pay close attention to, and I'll try and have some notes from. Older, like older established artists in Peterborough, Nogoju, and on, and also, also other upcoming artists in Peterborough, plus the appeal of electronic music in Peterborough itself. So here is my interview that you will get to enjoy with those these two great innovators of sound in Peterborough. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, well, thank you very much. So um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind, I have listened to it a bit, but uh, like, um, I guess maybe one of you can maybe just explain your show on Trent Radio there. Because uh, you're still doing that right now. Is it yeah, Fridays at 9? It's Fridays. Wait, yeah. well, it's Fridays at 9 for a long time now. It's Fridays at 8 because right. we got some complaints that people wanted it to be earlier so that they could listen to it before they went out. Mm-hmm. So, especially in the summer. It's when it's, right. Like you're, gotcha. you're heading out a little bit earlier. Yes. So we started the show during COVID so no one was going out and it was meant to be sort of like a replacement for the like paused nightlife in Peterborough. Um, and yeah, so it's a show dedicated to dance music, and it is programmed by us, but all of the mixes are done by either local DJs or DJs with a local connection, and we've also had a few people who are producers as well. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, like I didn't really realize. I, I guess um, to someone who's not lived here that long, uh, and if I seem ignorant, I'll explain it now. I've only maybe lived here since really during the COVID period. I have connections to people who've lived here like for 20 odd years, like I have my sister and my wife, but uh, uh, yeah, I had no idea there's any type of scene here. You think Peterborough, you think something a little more, you know, acoustic-like or country, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit of a rock thing there and here and there, or even a punky kind of thing maybe, but yeah, electronic music, so I don't know if one of you can tell me, like, uh, like, has there always been sort of a thriving electronic scene here? Yeah, so I can answer the best to my knowledge. I've only been in Peterborough for about four years. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you'll be able to fill in sort of the gaps. But mm-hmm. my understanding is that years and years ago, there was a pretty dedicated like electronic music scene. Um, I know in the like mid-2000s, there was a pretty strong drum and bass scene here. Um, and there's quite the Psytrance community as well. Um, so like a couple different flavors, genres of dance music going on. But it really seemed like... Towards the, you know, before COVID, things were pretty slow. There wasn't really a whole lot going on. There was a few people throwing events here and there, but nothing with an overall consistency. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, I moved here in January of 2015, so I've not been here that much longer than Ryan. And actually, I remember when I was leaving Toronto, um, people were telling me that Peterborough had an electronic music scene and I was looking forward to like being in a smaller city but still being able to go to parties and when I got here I think the first year that we lived here there was one event that was thrown by some of the people who were involved in the Peterborough Circus Arts uh, community mm-hmm. and that was I mean it was a fun night and the music was great but it happened like one time um so whatever scene there might have been was no longer active by the time I got here. Um, and then my, uh, so I worked at the school at the time and a friend and I started a dance party, which was not strictly electronic music, but that's what I like to play. Um, and that was like meant to be a dance like sort of like a dance night alternative to some of the more I don't know how, how do you say it, like mainstream sort of clubs like at the time Aria was still open at the Junction you can go and dance the top 40 remixes but um, we, we put together this dance night called Dope Wolf and then DJs just started like appearing and then I guess Ryan and I met through Trent Radio, and Ryan had an electronic music show on Trent Radio, and I was like, oh, there's one more human in Peterborough who likes this music. That's like five. But it turns out there's like at least 50 people. Yeah, and, and even more, like, I feel like every time we feel like we've reached like capacity for DJs, like it feels like we found everyone. Mm-hmm. Like more and more just come to the woodwork. Either people who are like, oh, I haven't DJed in 10 years, or oh, I just moved to town, or oh, I'm actually trying this out for the first time. Like there's always new people sort of coming through, um, which has been really awesome because, yeah, I always feel like, oh, we're going to have to tap back to, you know, DJs who have already provided for the show. 
and that hasn't been the case. Like we just keep getting new and new people in, which has been. I mean, we we do we do re like we've had DJs submit more than once, and that's by choice more than by necessity. We have we have a waiting list of like a month's worth of programming at a time of people who have like wow. not been. Okay, wow. Well, on the show yet, so. Well, that's really good to see. And like a lot of times, it's new people that you know nothing of. Yeah. getting this worry after like I've done some of my other shows with other musical artists not doing electronic but other genres and you get this idea except for maybe the odd exception here or there that they're after the age 25 there isn't really much under there there hasn't been much happening the last years due to COVID and like you're telling me like clubs closing and all those sort of things yeah it's kind of like a bit of a almost a bit of a like like everything else in society kind of a decay of anything I mean moment. there's definitely a yeah. decay like finding a venue in this city is almost impossible. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, but that's true of almost anywhere you go now. Like, I mean, just even Toronto, like the next nearest place to us, I, people are throwing renegade parties and parties under overpasses and parties in parks because there are, the clubs that there are, the barrier to entry is so high. And there aren't that many clubs. It's not like it's not like it was in the '90s or even like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see that with like uh, fees and condo buildings being built and all that. But uh, I guess. Um, Speaking to what you uh, each do, uh, like uh, individually, like uh, so, just Ryan, just yourself, like what sort of material like, do you work on, or what's what, how would you like electronics, like a wide open term? So, what sort of like sort of electronic music do you, do you produce yourself? Um, yeah, so I'm like a DJ first. I've been mm -hmm. learning how to produce for the past like two three years, um, but it may never get to a place where I actually feel comfortable sharing people the things that I make. Um, but I would say my musical style is pretty UK club inspired. Um, so a lot of like, like I grew up playing drum and bass, um, a lot of like UK inspired dubstep, um, Chicago footwork, which I mean obviously is not UK, um, but there's a whole bunch of producers from the UK who kind of took other styles like Chicago Footwork or Detroit Techno infused it with sort of UK club mm -hmm. um, and I'm really sort of drawn to that like uh, kind of like hybrid of styles basically okay so, alright that's and what I like. and he can play anything okay 
Yeah, I guess within the, within the universe of what you say you take to, yeah, I've always kind of really taken a burial myself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, it just sort of seems to really uh, the sound seems to speak to our age in a lot of ways. Okay, and I guess sorry, it's Aaron, right? Emily, hey, Emily, sorry. No, that's okay. I it Emily, all the time. okay. Um, so yeah, maybe just the same thing with sort of music you sort of call yourself and you do. And I don't really, I don't know. I kind of um, am not very good at genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had really like gotten a good grip on like what is or isn't like all of the various subgenres. I've been on a real techno kick for the last like three or four years. Mm-hmm. But before that, I didn't even really listen to techno and I didn't like it. Um, so I think like I kind of I look for music more in terms of mood. I like a lot of dark, a lot of darker and heavier music, and I listen to a lot of metal and industrial and, and sort of like what people would broadly term like goth music. But um, when I'm selecting tracks, they might be techno, they might be house, or they might be you know whatever broadly. But they generally fall into like a certain mood, and the mood is usually somber <laughs> and aggressive. <laughs> okay, so yeah, somber and aggressive. Okay, that that yeah, I think both sort of fit. Great party so, music. Yes, yes, yeah. It does really seem like either of you are really into party music, but I think that kind of again fits twenty twenty. Well, there's quite enough well. people playing yeah. EDM. Yeah. That yeah. we don't need to. And right. if people want to play EDM, more power to them. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people in the community in town who play, like, almost nothing but progressive house, but they're so good at it that it doesn't matter. It's fun, and people like to dance to it, and and, and that, that's great, even though it's not really, like, what I want to listen to or play. Okay. about DJs right like we're not um, we don't make we're not mm, I don't want to say we're, we're not I'm not an artist Ryan's an artist but the art your medium is other people's art so mm-hmm. you're setting a mood and a tone for an evening or for like a set but what you make um, uses what other people are making so you can be so I don't know, like so much more versatile than what if you were like making it yourself. You know what I mean? Like your sounds yeah. can like reach out into like I'll, my set lists are easily covered thirty years of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says well, kind of like what you're about to say is kind of like it's a collaborative thing, and um, I guess it would be one of the magics of electronic music as well. I guess there's obviously dance, but 
sort of a dance transcends into not just sound, but also like I've heard a lot of people say kind of like in a digital art kind of thing as well. Yeah. So it's all senses. So what you're talking about there reminds me of this Henry Rollins quote from one of the stand-ups. Where he talks about DJs just being record record players. Yes. And they're basically being no like artistic value in DJing. Which before I started DJing, I like very much identified with that. What like, before you started DJ when you were like five? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was yeah in boys choir playing piano. Yes. Yeah. There's no art to this. Shit. Mm-hmm. Like, but the more I like got the deeper I got into it, the more I realized like, oh yeah, there's ways of doing it where it's you know pretty minimal, where it's just layering one song or on another, or playing one track, get finishing, starting another, um, which could be argued doesn't really have a lot of artistic merit. Um, but there's so many ways to like use the equipment to turn it into an instrument, to play people's songs in ways that really does make it your own. Um, and I would argue that M also does that, even though she may not feel that way. Ryan is very precise, and I'm more of a blender. Okay. All right. That's good. That that makes a perfect team, really. Yeah, yeah. We've kind never of, played together. Yeah, kind of like one <laughs> micro, one macro. Okay. All right. Now, one important reason I want you to hear is like me, people I've listened to, who I believe are local, I'm pretty sure they are, uh, and just me, just anything you can say about them, like um, like their, their music, anyway. So, one person I've listened to, tell me if I'm getting the name wrong, but Molly Million. <laughs> That's me. That's you. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed your music, and I would agree. It is. It, it, that is what it appeals to me. It's, it's, uh, well, you should move to Berlin then, because you'll yeah. probably like the music they play there. Yeah. That's. Uh, I've never been to Berlin, but that's a nice thing to say. Well, actually, that reminded me of one thing, yeah. Berlin, obviously, is, is, I mean, there's nowhere else that has, like, a national or a city department of uh, uh, underclubs or underground scene. Or clubbing is an clubbing. institution. Yeah, clubbing is an institution. But they've had a lot of, like, forget Toronto, like, pretty much universally, universally like, the club scene's kind of faced a lot of agony. Like, uh, obviously, the biggest one being clubs closing, but in Berlin, like a lot of females getting their uh, drinks uh, sp- spiked and all those sort of I things. Think that's that's just a, yeah. that it just seems to be heading in this kind of like. Woman. Yeah. But I guess what I'm getting from you is you've uh, been able to, like, still catch on that people are still wanting to make the music and there's still a lot of, like, uh, lights out there in the darkness kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I was surprised at how many people actually want this. Like, I figured that, um, you know, we would do this thing and we'd throw some shows and, you know, we'd have our friends show up, maybe a few other people, but um, I do feel like it really is building into something a little bit bigger. I do think there's a momentum sort of moving forward here. and I thought too that, because the music I play is not the most accessible, I figured it would turn people away, but I keep hearing and I keep seeing people coming out to see my sets and get excited for it, so I'm continuing to be surprised by that. Yeah. Um, I think your timing was really good because we started the show with our third autonomy who's no longer with us in Peterborough. R.I.P. Rudy. R.I.P. Rudy, living mm-hmm. in Toronto, might as well be dead. Okay. And um, <laughs> we started the show in the fall of 2020. Okay. And we had our first outdoor event the last weekend of summer 
September 2021. And then we had another one in October that was like three times the size. And it was just riding that wave of like, people thought the pandemic was over and we were gonna be able to party again, but these were both outdoors. So people felt okay about it. And then we got really bad again that Christmas. And then we like emerged in the spring and had a show out at the region and it was indoors, but people still came. And over the last year, I mean, the pandemic's not over, but people are mostly acting like it is. Venues certainly are. Yeah. I mean, we are, because we're sitting here without masks. So. Well, you would probably say, at least definitely compared to 2020 and 2021, 2022 was pretty successful. So I was saying earlier to Emily that I first came across you sort of when I was looking at a poster of Dark Descent. So I don't, I don't know if you can say anything. Oh, Ryan, Ryan makes all the posters. Yeah, so, all his collages. Well, then it might, must be something to do with that, your your art, but also I just I really, uh, it's really what opened up my mind to this uh, big scene. I don't know if you can say anything about that show in particular. Yeah, I think like the poster is really important to me because it does really give... Um, it really gets the sense that like things are going on. Like it's one thing to post it online, yeah. um, but seeing the posters around town, like I've had lots of people reach out and just be like, "Hey, saw your poster. That's super cool." Like, didn't know it was happening until I saw this thing two days before. Um, Dark Descent was this past October, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking it was around. That. It was at a secret outdoor location. You played. Yes. And David Howlett, VJ. And who was playing? We had Sonny playing, we had Victor and Visionary playing, we had Rumbleton play. Um, who else played? Oh, J Money. J Money, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, there was like, a, would you, what would you say the flavor of uh, it was a bit grimy. I would say chilly. Yeah. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> everybody was. Everybody thought it was going to be so cold. It went down to like three. It was not that. Bad. <laughs> well, not in comparison. No. Um, and so, and, uh, Emily was mentioning earlier that you're doing something at Knights of Columbus coming up. Mm-hmm. And who's on that set? Yeah. So for that we have. Um, it's on February 11th. Yes. So at the Knights of Columbus Hall, which is at 317 Hunter Street West. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 15, 15 dollars, 20 at the door. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just, just wanted to plug. Just got to plug. No, okay, yeah. I was just turning to him because you said he was good with the specifics. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, do you know all the details? Okay. Perfect. So it's a, it's gonna be an aquarium theme party. Um, we have uh, LAVJ and Agent Moss doing like visuals and artistic direction for the night. So they're gonna transform the room. Which I'm super excited about. Um, we have we're partnering up a little bit, or we're including some of the Sudaka Collective. It's like another DJ collective in town. Um, so we have Carlos playing uh, DJ PC, myself, Dave Illegal, and Envisionary. Envisionary, yeah. Victor's really good. So it'll be. Like all of our shows, it'll be multi-genre. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've done a night where it's just 
like just house or just whatever. The closest thing we've had to like a unified theme was our last party um, in December up at Souther House. It was a cyberpunk theme, so like yeah. the request was that everybody play something from around the turn of the century, late nineties, early two yeah. thousands, and that went off really well. It's nice to have like a a window that everybody has to play within. Right. I think, but we have we've never done like a house night. Okay. And, and God willing, we never will. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one thing too, like that theme is so perfect because not only is there like a visual aesthetic to it, but there is like an audio sort of like there is like a music history. Yeah. Um, whereas like there's not too many other themes you can sort of have that have both those things together. Um, I feel like I can brainstorm a few, but I like the aquarium theme. I'm kind of excited about what it's going to look like. And then hopefully the DJs can kind of like, I mean, like DJs will do what DJs will do. It's really hurting cats a lot of the time where you're like, I'm trying to ask you to like be a part of the team. And they're like, I'm going to play what I want. And that's fine because, you know, they're the talent. And you have yep. to keep them happy. But um, if... If the if the the music gels with the visuals, I'll I'll be happy. Whatever that means. To yeah, that's playing. that's definitely that's what I was kind of saying is a big key. Um, but yeah, you're not coming in with a set too many set rules of uh, what they're supposed to do. Or it's a it's a fine line. Like part of it's on us to program the night correctly. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't want to be like encroaching on you know a DJ's like artistic yeah. vision or self. Like we don't want to say hey play this, don't play that. But we also want the night to make sense. Like, if we put a DJ on who plays, like, Happy Hardcore at 10 p.m., like, people are going to walk right in and they're going to walk right in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, like, so it's up to us to make sure that we're programming things correctly so that people do, there's a flow to the night and people, you know, stick around for as long as possible. Um, but that can be challenging sometimes when you're trying to, like, include new people, you're trying to fit a theme. There's all these factors that go into it. So it does take a lot of work to curate a night correctly. Right. Um, and I think we've done a pretty good job so far. The our, the lucky part is that we have so much talent to work with. So there's lots of people available who play in a lot of different styles and genres, um, which is wonderful. Okay, that's that's good. So a more macro question then. So am I getting it correctly, Emily, that the goal for 2023 is doing these various themed events through various venues in the city and trying to just build up like a culture? <laughs> I don't really have much of a goal for 2023, but okay. I know Ryan does. Ryan just uh, co-purchased a pretty important um, piece of equipment, a collection of equipment, a bricolage. He got a sound system. Okay. So wait, wait, I wait. think part of the goal for 2023 is to throw parties with that mm-hmm. and to um, make that make financial sense. Right. And that will necessitate doing like regular events. Um, I'm also super wary though of like not saturating the market because once you're doing something like every two weeks, people it's a city of eighty thousand people. Yes, that, that, that's and its limitation. I think definitely. probably one thousand of them would be interested in coming to something like this. Yes. So it's uh, you don't you really don't want to tire them out or. I mean, it's expensive to go out too. Your ticket's twenty dollars. You have a couple of drinks, like, and we're not. It's expensive to run the events and it's expensive to go to the events. So, like, it's nice to keep them 
regular but infrequent so that they're special. Right, so... But, like, to that end, Ryan's doing, like, other events that are, like, not necessarily... Like, you've got an open deck coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. The 27. Maybe, yes. Maybe explain that. I don't. I don't get what that means. So. Okay. So um, yeah, I'll talk about the open decks, and then yeah. I'll talk about the sound system. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. Important business expense. So, yes, so, yeah. so the the open decks. Um, so it's kind of a collaboration between Autonomies and again the Sudaka Collective. Um, so open decks is basically like an open mic for DJs. Mm-hmm. So you sign up on the list if you never DJed before but want to learn, or maybe have minimal experience. Or maybe never played out in front of people. Okay. It's an opportunity for people to get, you know, the chance to play in front of others. Excellent. Um, so on the 27th, from 8 till 12 at Sadler House, um, we currently have all the spots filled up, which means that we'll likely run it again. Wow. It's already seeming like it's going to be a successful event. Um, it's totally free. The idea here is to like build community, get people involved. Because um, yeah, this kind of stuff like. You don't have new people coming in. Like that's how your scene dies. That's how it died the first time I played. So yeah. DJ caught like a. It's not a cheap hobby to get into. Like I'm lucky in that I just stumbled into a controller and someone gave me a terrible laptop. But like you famously maxed out a credit card to buy your gear and your. Like it's not so. So the barrier to entry can be high. Mm-hmm. So Ryan's super generous with his equipment and is letting people come and play so that they don't have to shell out a few hundred to a few thousand dollars just to get started. That's nice. And sorry, what is this sound system? Then? Yeah. So then the sound system. Um, so. Uh, I knew someone from Toronto, they were running, uh, they're called the Iron Lung Sound System, they've been throwing events in Toronto area for the last seven or eight years, mm-hmm. um, it was like a custom made heavyweight sound system, kind of like modeled after like traditional dub reggae sound clash kind of sound system, okay. so like massive sub, like subwoofers with like giant speakers stacked on top, nice. um, about eight feet tall, roughly. Okay. So it matters how tall they are. It does, yeah. Actually, that's the most important thing. Uh, how tall is your sound system? How long is it? Can you take a picture in front of it and it covers the, you know, the yeah. whole space? Yeah, yeah. that's, yep, that's it's part a Columbus of it. It's all number it's one. part of it. Yeah. Um, but the idea that, like, for me, the music that I play doesn't really translate without this type of system. Mm-hmm. So I want to play the music the way it's meant to be heard. So for me, that was my sort of, like, driving like, factor in getting this thing. I mean, not only do I want, you know, people to hear the music it's meant to be heard, but, um, yeah, I want people to feel it. It's really the idea with this music is, like, it's felt as much as it is heard, in my opinion. Um, and right now we've been missing that piece. Um, some people don't care and probably won't ever care, and that's fine. Um, but for me, it like really takes things to the next sort of level. Um, and I mean, talking about it as an, an, an investment is like it's probably the worst financial decision I've ever made. Like I'm never gonna make my money back from this thing. But some people buy a violin that costs just as much, you know? At least this is, like, eight feet tall. Okay, well, I believe what you're saying, that you'll never get your money back. But but I, I'm hearing also that you're actually, like, continually drawing in new people or you're getting a fair, like, healthy crowd that's changing. 
that's not um, like I've seen a lot of great shows the last year or so at Sadler but most of the ones I've gone to it's like okay this is the same people I saw last time and the place is like maybe to a quarter to a half full Oh man, you should have come to Cyberpunk. Yeah. It was packed. Yeah, so that I have not been Sadler when it's been packed. Yeah, I, I think uh, there was one event, but I was more of like a uh, uh, kind of a tribute to somebody who passed away. That was about the only thing I've been to that was packed. So yeah, so that's that's really the big difference there. So I'll throw out a few of these other names of people I've been impressed with hearing, or at least one of them I've seen actually perform before. Uh, someone I really thought was really great was Chantel Glow. She is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you could say anything. I'm not late for like personal information so much, just say that you have worked with her, you know her music. So that's what She's from the party scene that was here before we were here. She okay. would play... She would regularly play house parties. That's where I first saw her play, was at a house party. But the house parties used to be like kind of a, a semi-public event from what I understand. Like people would just have a house downtown and people would come and dance and there would be DJs. And, um, and she's sort of affiliated with that, that group of the group of people who's been in Peterborough much longer than us. And okay. So she, she's a pro, she's a vet, basically. Like, yeah, this place. Progressive house, mostly. Mm-hmm. Party music. Yes. Happy, happy, yeah. happy yeah. music. Very like feel good, like yeah. Um, super palatable, but I mean not cheesy, because that it can yeah. it can go it can from get being, really cheesy really fast. It can go from being very like soulful and ritzy to like just. Yeah, I don't just find it cheesy re- real quick. Yeah. And yeah. a little bit of cheese is okay. Yeah, yeah. Cheese, yeah. yeah. Real, but she can be playful. Yeah. Like I remember when she played at the Dopeful party that we had upstairs at the Gordon Best. Um, like the party series was called Dopeful, and uh, and she played a bunch of wolves over top of her last track, and that was really fun. <laughs> and then like you can't take yourself too seriously, and she doesn't, but she is like extremely good at her job. Right. I think like there's a number of people here who are sort of part of that like like I won't say old guard, but that's not really yeah. the way of putting it. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah, old guard for lack of a better term. Age um, of Moss, who's BJing at uh, the Aquarium. That was another name I was yeah. gonna mention, yes. And uh, Miss Moss. Miss Moss, yeah. Is, yep. Power couple. Power okay. couple for sure. But okay. they were very involved years and years ago. They threw parties for been close to a decade, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and but those folks basically just sort of ran out of steam. Like you can only throw parties for so long before it's kind of like, okay, let's pack it in, and then we'll do the one show at Pack a year type thing, which is basically was yeah. what M was talking about earlier. Um, so all those people are still around and still want to do stuff. And it's kind of like they've just been waiting for someone to pick up the torch and run with it, which is us, basically, at this point. Yeah. How it sort of feels. Okay. Um, another name. I've, I've seen her perform, too. Even at uh, one performance, uh, I don't know, it's just November, December at Theater on King. Uh, Bad Mayor. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was just her birthday last week. Okay. All right. Um, so she, she, you would call her the old guard. No, she's a VJ. Okay. Um. So she's a VJ, and she got into VJ like two or three years ago. Okay. Um. And she was the VJ at I think two of our. <laughs> Did she do? Did she do? 
Inferno. No, there was no DJ at Inferno. That was that was just Karen's lights. No, she did. Um, she did Legion of Boom. Yeah, I think that was the first one. She and she's played for us since then. She was a co DJ at Cyberpunk, and she did awesome. So it's, and it's been cool because she's like. I knew her before she was a VJ, mm-hmm. and then she started VJing. So I've like seen her do like like seen the progress, which has been like extremely fast. Mm-hmm. And she's she's really really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I mean, she, she'd be able to talk about it better, but she does a lot of like found footage and layers a lot of the footage on top of one another. Right. Um, but then she also incorporates like AI and neural networks into yeah like. How shapes and transitions happen through the software. I can't speak of it on like I know. Yeah, I honestly have no idea how. Yeah, it I, I, I'm it's gonna like say the most basic to term uh, to do with her too, but it ends up for me saying like it definitely has like an ambient kind of or feel to mm-hmm. say than some of the other people. And talking her, about. so she she's visuals, and like yes. if you saw the show at theater on King, you probably saw Singularity. I did. Yeah. Yes. So her partner is the audio. Yes, garbage yes. Face. yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. we did, yes, I've seen them together. And so Garbage Face also does occasionally DJ, but he's more of a producer, mm-hmm. and he has like a rap project, like it's it's hip-hop, but it's like dark, kind of doomy hip-hop, and he's, lately he's been getting into more, his, I think his goal for 2023 is to start producing techno, but like industrial techno. So you will want to keep an eye on him as well. Okay. And they're they are another power couple, like Age of Moss and This Moss and yeah, no, Bad Mare and Garbage Face. I, I think I'm fairly well educated on Garbage Face. I play him a fair bit on show I have on, I used to have on radio, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's what you would have heard is yes. his like newer stuff. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things I did last year was last February. Um, Bad Mayor and I—that's right. I, I saw that. Yeah, we streamed from yeah. uh, Sadler House. Yeah, one night. Um, There's tons of fun. Um, just kind of like me playing live and her doing her BJ stuff live and just kind of like working together in the same room to like make this thing happen. And I'm hoping we do another one coming up here. Okay, nothing set in stone, but. Okay. Uh, another name I just saw pop up a lot, and I know nothing about this person's music, but Johnny Be Good. Oh, yeah, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, you haven't heard he from him? He recently had a baby, I think. Johnny Be Good. Yeah. This is real. Johnny. John, uh, John Goodfellow. Okay, we're. All right, that's, I guess <laughs> I, I said the wrong name there. there. Yes, okay. again. No, I can give a little bit of back, uh, background on him, though. Okay, sure. He was like one of the old school drum and bass guys here. Um, I remember his radio. Yeah. But I don't know Yeah, him and like back in the mid 2000s were like, he was carrying the torch for drum and bass in this town. Okay. Um, so he's. We've been pulling his leg a little bit to get him in, but he's busy with kids. I see. Gotcha. Yeah, no. Okay, well, I guess since we're, you've said a lot of the old guard, is there anyone sort of like fresh and new that you've come across, I don't know, let's say the last three to six months that you think will be part of what you do in the upcoming year or whatever that will be? Um, well, the Sudaka Collective is kind of, I don't know if they're new on the scene or if we just noticed them in the last year, but they seem very busy. They're very good at graphic design. They have a lot of like branding competency, which is a huge 
That is a big a thing. A huge yeah. thing. And, um, and yeah, they're just like constantly putting stuff out. So they're people to watch. And um, he's been around for a, a long time, but I've only in the last year become friends with Jay, my name Jordan Cook. He's a fellow Turn Radio producer. And he plays, like, he's into everything from, like, very experimental ambient sort of soundscapes to, like, the most traditionally, like, competently put together, like, old school techno set. He played pretty much anything. He does it all on his mouse, which is insane. Wow. (laughs) So those are, like, uh, I guess... I haven't even really known Jordan for a year, but I'm impressed with everything he's put out. <laughs> yeah, and like the, like my understanding of the Sudaka Collective, like everyone who's involved there is a little bit younger. Um, I would say like early mid twenties. Um, but yeah, they're having some success like outside of Peterborough, which is really cool to see. They had okay. a show in Ottawa. Yeah, and uh, like like sold out show, totally packed. So that's awesome. Um, one guy who's been, you know, in town here a couple years um, doing some stuff is Noah Aya. Oh, yeah. okay. He, him and Jordan, J Money, kind of did a res- residency for us mm-hmm. um, over, what was that, September to December? Yeah, the fall trend radio season. Instead of us, like, doing every other show, trading back and forth, they were also hosting and programming shows, and so we got to hear a lot from both of them. Okay. Uh, from, like, an... Um, is there any okay so thank you for that that was good so from like a internet kind of focus I was looking up these people where you think would be most likely to come across like the names you just mentioned they're newer Mm -hmm. like where where would you find those yes that's J-Money's on Mixcloud and Aya is mostly on SoundCloud I think but he plays a lot on Twitch uh, Which is something that I have not touched. Okay. He, he streams video games. Oh, he streams video games. I haven't seen him play music. Oh, okay. But maybe he should if he's listening to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, if you're listening, maybe you should try. I don't know. I've okay. never, I've never successfully watched. Twitch. Okay. I, I, I thought Mixcloud might be some spot. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I can, I can send you the Mixclouds of these people. That, that'd be excellent. I'd be, I'd be really appreciative of that if you did. Yeah. So. I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, it, um, I guess, yeah, that was my main thing. Unless, uh, if, now, Ryan, have you done, my correct thing, you've done a lot of work as a producer yourself? Uh, like, a little bit. I would say I'm more of a DJ. Okay. Um, it's like producing something I like to do for fun when I have an hour here and there. Okay. Um, but I don't have enough time to dedicate to it to really make the progress that you need to, to, like, actually present your music. You have to be I, doing it all the time. Yeah, you really have to be sinking in like multiple hours a day for years to be able to have the music at a level where it stands up against everything else you're playing. And you've already put in your 10,000 hours as a DJ. Not quite, but I'm sure I'm close. <laughs> like okay. I probably spend at least, I don't know, I would say 10 hours a week DJ, roughly. Okay, all right. Um, and, and do you think there's anything important I've missed any of the two of you? I was just meaning, meaning it to be kind of like, a, yeah, an introduction to what you do, uh, Trent, uh, radio, uh, what the scene is like here as a community, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
think so? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I think like. Yeah, we're like super excited for what's coming up on the horizon. Yeah, over yeah. Next year. sounds good to me. Yeah, so uh, I, I, yeah, I wish you all the best with both with you're doing Knights of Columbus and anything else upcoming. I hope this this year is able to really thrive. So uh, it's it's good to hear this that this is uh, even though yes we're quite limited on location. It sounds good like it's still happening wherever the location may be. Oh yeah, well I could say if you have a, a venue that you think would be good for a dance party that can go later than one, or, reach out to us. Or a warehouse. A where, yeah, a warehouse, an outdoor space with no noise complaint problems, a bar that you're not using. Mm-hmm. It, it sometimes may have to require use of the county instead of the city, but yes, I mean, you may have that. Hard to... Once you once you get out of the downtown core, the logistics get crazy. Like people come, but it gets harder and harder. Yes, so, that's the thing. And something yeah. that I really miss from being able to throw parties at venues downtown, especially at street level, is that walk in from the street factor where someone who wasn't planning on coming walks in and is like, Oh, what's this? Yeah. I love that chaos. I love that unknown, and I miss I miss that with the very dedicated, bespoke, ticketed sort of events that have to happen if you are throwing things at unconventional venues. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no offense to uh, this place because I, I it's pretty enough, but yeah, that's hard to do in Warsaw. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay, well. Uh, thank you very much for that. As I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, um, thank you too. Yes. Um.